Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 4, Military Maneuvers. This next season takes us through around just 300 years. After Moses' death, Joshua, who is now in his 80s, leaves the Hebrew people who are now famous for escapes and victorious battles. The military years in Bible history are horrific, approximately between 14 and 16 centuries BC. At this time in global history, the fight for land and power creates a culture of kill or be killed. It's the era of the Chinese Shang dynasty, Babylonian, Assyrian, Hittite, Minoan and Phoenician empires. The story is set in a time and culture when human bloodletting and sacrificing is made to man-made gods and people are governed by military regimes through fear of torture and murder. Episode 1. Are we nearly there yet? The time is now around 1400 BC. God told Abraham that his ancestors would not be given Canaan for 400 years, a time when its people, the Amorites' iniquity, meaning gross immorality or injustice or wickedness, was full. The people of Canaan, land God has promised Israel, have heard about the Hebrew people and their God. So Joshua sends two spies to case out their first target, the walled city of Jericho. The men hide at the home of Rahab, meaning vast, a prostitute whose home is in the city wall. They promise protection for her and her family when the Hebrews invade. So she hides them and then they escape over the city wall. The people break camp and follow the Levite priests at a reverential distance. They take Joseph's coffin, carried with them since Egypt, to fulfill his wish to be buried in freedom. The priests carry God's laws from the tabernacle in the special gold box, the Ark of the Covenant. When their feet touch the River Jordan, the water stops. So they walk into the middle, stand, and let the people cross. Now Joshua tells one man from each of the tribes to take a stone from the riverbed. Then he tells the priests to come out of the river, and it begins to flow again. After 40 years training, the people enter the Promised Land. The people camp in Canaan at Gilgal, meaning rolled away or removed. And here the 12 stones are set up as a memorial. They are in the land, the promised land. But before any battle commences, there is a new covenant to cut with God. The men are circumcised, something that had not been done during their 40 years in the desert. When their wounds are healed, they celebrate Passover by eating food from the land. And now the manna, the people's miracle food supply from God for the past 40 years, stops. Now they set off and as Joshua approaches Jericho, meaning city of the moon, he meets an armed man. He asks the man if he is on his side or on his enemies. The man answers neither. He announces that he is the commander of the Lord's army. The man tells Joshua that he is on holy ground, so he takes off his sandals and bows down. The locals are terrified of the Hebrews, so the gates to Jericho's walled city are closed to everyone. When the Hebrews reach the city, they follow God's direction to walk around its walls once a day for six days. Seven priests march in front blowing a ram's horn trumpet, followed by priests carrying God's ark. On day seven, God says to blow one long note on the trumpets and, at a given moment, everyone must shout. 
as they do the city walls, apart from Rahab's home, which has a red cloth hanging from it, but destroyed. Jericho is razed to the ground, its people killed, and its gold and silver is taken for God's treasury. Then Joshua announces that no one is to rebuild the city, because if they do so, they will be under a curse. But one man, named Achan, meaning troublemaker, takes booty from Jericho and buries it in his tent. Israel's next move is to send troops to take the Amorite royal city of Ai, a much smaller target, but they fail. God says it is because his rules have been broken, so they throw lots, discerning dice, to find out who it is. The guilty party is gradually revealed, first by tribe, then by family. The spoils of war were meant for God, so Achan, his family and livestock are stoned to death and burned. Their bodies are buried and the area becomes known as the Valley of Achor, meaning trouble. Now for a second time, Israel attempts to take Ai, meaning heap of ruins. This time God says that the people may keep the plunder for themselves. Under the cover of darkness, 30,000 Israelite troops position themselves behind the city to the south, while during daylight, Joshua and his other men camp in front, to the north. The king of Ai sees Joshua's men and brings his army to attack them, but Joshua retreats. Meanwhile, the Hebrew troops in the south sneak into the undefended city and set it on fire. When the king's army turned to see the smoke from their city, the Israelites attack them. God said that he would not harm the Canaanites until they had become really wicked. Nearly 500 years has elapsed since God's warning and his war on evil has begun and his promise of a land to the Hebrews, if they obey him, is taking place. You can read the story in the Bible book of Joshua, chapter 1 to 7. God orders mass killings, a reflection of the flood, and the same reason is given, wickedness. Rather than view a tribal reference as a racial context, you can look at the family DNA. How was that family established, which can enlarge on a character's motives? It's a bit like listening to a global news story if you don't appreciate a country's history. Its conflicts and its past give greater context of the story. If the context is not given, the true story is lost and there are always characters who stand out from their tribal DNA. The Bible story is played across time. God's character and people's characters are revealed as the story unfolds. Various chronologies have been calculated and attributed to its texts over the years. Many of the dates have been referenced with historical texts. Our current year, for example, if chosen by the Hebrew calendar, demonstrates the suggested year from creation. For the purpose of this series, various calendars have been used, in particular the timeline created by 17th century Archbishop Usher and others as a guideline, as a framework, a chronological backbone. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word, and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.